This is, this is the In The Black Podcast. In The Black, bro. So check, so check this out, man. You know, I've been trying to, you know, during this whole COVID-19 thing, the quarantine, I've been trying, right. to be, trying to be more active, going out, trying to bring sexy back, you know, getting more active, walking and running and stuff like that. Nigga, shut the fuck up while I'm talking. With, man. with a headband? With a headband? Uh, poor Yinker. With, with whatever the hell I want to fucking wear. What's wrong with y'all, man? Poor Yinker. Yeah, yeah, Listen, can, can, I, can, I, can I finish talking? Like, we just trying to help you all the way, yeah. Listen, this the, the 1992 All-Star Game shit too, and then continue. <laughs> you know what? No, 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 no. So in the morning, so I've been doing my thing, walking and whatever, and I had, uh, I've been having some early morning calls and stuff like that, so I've had to readjust my walk time, right? So I started walking a little bit earlier during the morning, and I've been running into this woman for the past four days where it's her, her little dog, and her daughter. And the daughter's in like a stroller, some nonsense like that. And every time I see her, I just happen to be walking on the same side of the street. And every time I see her, I cross to the opposite side of the street. And she has her little dog or whatever. But one day she, I think it was like a day or two ago that she was like, oh, don't worry. He's not going to bite. I'm assuming that she's thinking about the dog. And then I was like, no, nah, I'm good. And I walked to the other side of the street. And in my head, I keep thinking that dog is not the reason why I'm crossing the other side of the street. I had like a blackish moment. I said, I didn't want no parts of being on the same side of the street with some little white woman and her daughter and her dog. So my wife told me that I was over-exaggerating or really overthinking and I was like, nah, okay, I'm big black guy early in the morning. It's barely light outside. Nah, I don't want no parts of that nonsense. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't think it's overreacting. I think it, I don't just, think it's it, it depends on how you feel in the moment. You know what I mean? And so it's better that you overreact and you don't come home one night. I, I, I err on the I err on the side of caution, my dude. So you don't have a choice, man. <clears throat> wisdom to do that shit. You might say wisdom. Other people hear that and they think that I'm not. Fuck that. PG cops are no fun. Yeah. PG PG cops they shooting ask questions later, my guy. Shooting ask questions later. No bullshit. Yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again, it is the Incredible in the Black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass black men who make it do what it do. I am your host, Big O, Mr. In the Black himself. But you know, I can't do this alone. Let me introduce the rest of the firm. Crush, say what's up. What's good, everybody? Motherfucker. L, say what's up, man. That was a verb. Okay, yeah. All right. Uh, I could have made you a foosh niggas uh, by yourself, motherfucker. Uh, the verb, okay. The verb is official. Go ahead. Say what's up to the people, man. What's going on? I'm AZ then. Fuck it. Yeah, I was gonna say. Was I knew he was gonna say that shit. I'm Because I still pick tight beats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, nigga. <laughs> and joining us tonight is the homie Vernon Blanson. V, say what's up, man. What's good, everyone? It's good to be back at home with family, man. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. How you living over there in Florida? Crazy ass. <laughs> the only good thing about all this is that Trump hadn't been in Mar-a-Lago. That's it. Oh, he's coming. <laughs> he's already planning rallies and some more shit, man. Yeah, he, so he can, he no, can rally, no, 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 no. no, no. And, he, and there's old white people where you live, so you know he's gonna be there sooner or later. 
Right. <laughs> we gated right now. We good for now. Okay, yeah. okay. I understand. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Uh, L, go ahead and tell the good folks where they can find us and all that other wonderful stuff. Hey, man, you can find us on our wonderful website, intheblackpodcast.com. Uh, we really need you guys to come through, take a look at the podcast, share what we're doing. Also, in the right-hand corner, it's a little taskbar you can click, become a member of the family. That's where, like good Black folks, we're asking you for money. Uh, so please, <laughs> cash out, Venmo, uh, only fans, chips, whatever you want to come with. Chips? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take that. We'll become a member of the family. We appreciate that. Vegas. Hold up, hold up, man. <laughs> Elgin knows this, man, but Elgin is the real Elgin is the real reason why disgruntled white ladies with poor haircut choices show up and talk to managers every single day. This is the, <laughs> that nigga's fault. <laughs> no other nigga's fault. This is that. White tears make the best Kool-Aid. Uh, Elgin, you know, you, yes, gotta, you, you gotta stop saying that, man. We're trying to get this. Yes, sir. All right. It's great, bro. I'm not. And anyway, bef before we get into this. That should show, be on some swag. It should. What? Before we, before we get into the show, we want to take a quick moment to uh, dedicate the show to Miss Sheila V. Henry, uh, dedicated wife, loving mother and grandmother. Uh, nurturer of dreams and aspirations and just a wonderful all-around woman um she is the original queen for our homie philip henry his mom so we want to dedicate this show to her philip you got anything you want to say um just uh thank you gentlemen uh for dedicating tonight's show to her and um you know she was uh she uh she's uh the embodied she was the embodiment of every good thing i ever did yeah, Rest in peace, Miss Henry. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Now, before we get started, I want to also give a quick shout out to our partners for tonight at podfaves.com. Podfaves.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. I was. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. Rona? Do you know podcasts will find it hard to find your next bingeable show? Pod Shut the hell up, I'm trying to do the thing here, man. Goddamn. Do you love podcasts with fire? Are you lost that account, don't worry about it. <laughs> can I can, see this is why do you love podcasts but find it hard to find your next bingeable show? Podfaves takes out the guesswork by easily identifying the best podcasts out there so you can spend less time searching and more time listening. That's podfaves.com, P-O-D-F-A-V-S.com. Uh, we're going to jump into the meat and potatoes of the show right now. It's our black box letter. Um, wait, wait, hold on. One second, one second. So... If you did have coronavirus, could you sweat it out with that headband and that jacket that you have on? Or do we need to go to the black box? I'm just saying. Like, like, theoretically. So can you do that? Go ahead. If you want to put the bonnet on, if it helps. Yeah, we should call Dr. Fauci. I bet Dr. Fauci would have. No, we can, uh, we, can, we, we, can, we can initiate the, the trials now. Yeah, he's okay. exactly. you have the control and have you kids as the placebo and you, you, know. you guys are all no good motherfuckers. I just want to we'll, 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 we'll Elgin analyze the results. You guys are the reasons why doves cry. I hope you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're the reasons why doves cry. Anyway, this week's black box letter comes from 
comes from Travis. Travis writes, what's going on, fellas? I want to first say thank you for the show. I try and listen each and every week, and I think you all do a wonderful job at being both informative and entertaining at the same time, something a lot of pods can't pull off. So keep grinding and doing what you're doing. I wanted to know what you guys feel about Diddy's recent comments about holding his vote hostage during this 2020 election. I can understand what he's talking about, but I would have loved for him to shut the hell up. Not because he's not entitled to his own opinion, but because his influence could cause many, especially young voters, to stay home during this election cycle. If the most important thing we can do right now is to vote and get Donald Trump out of office, why jeopardize that with these comments? Much respect, Travis. Uh, Who wants to go ahead and go first? You laughing over? We'll let the guests go first because Vernon That's over. Uh, please, 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 please. Elgin over here giggling and shit. That was that was awesome. That wasn't me. But so I asked this in all seriousness: Is uh, is Diddy still a uh, like a cultural figure like that? Is, is he relevant like that? I mean, I'm 37, so I don't really know what the young kids follow. Do they still? Like, I don't drink Ciroc. Do they? What happens? The, shut the fuck. We know you drink Ciroc. I got an eight dollar uh, wine from the grocery store, bro. I, I, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> but but my my overall point more so is is all in all seriousness. I think it is a matter of um, on a couple levels. The Democratic Party should be doing more grassroots stuff to the extent that they can. Right? You can't have rallies and things like that. So um, and you can't just throw a black person in certain crowds to hope that the hope that the black vote is going to come out. Uh, and you also can't just count on black women to keep doing all the legwork. So that's a major problem um, that we seem to have. With respect to Diddy's comments in particular, um, I don't really think he has a point about holding his vote hostage, right? Just go vote. If you want to vote for Trump, vote for Trump. If you want to vote for a Democratic candidate, vote for a Democratic candidate. Don't make excuses for why you're not informed. Um, Don't make excuses for why you're not going to exercise your right. And I'm also not throwing out all that stuff about, oh, people died for your right to vote and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, but, you know, we don't have to say that anymore um, to, to a certain demographic level, right? We know that. So if Diddy wants to hold his vote hostage, that's fine. I don't really think other people are going to follow suit because I don't think he holds that kind of clout, right? The Cardi B's of the world were talking about uh, Bernie Sanders and how they supported him. There's a lot of figures who are more relevant and more in the public mainstream right now who seem to be a little bit more involved in the process. Go ahead, Elgin, with your goofy ass. Man, fuck Diddy. <laughs> that's it? That's End it. of story? That's, that's nah, the bottom but, line? But no, sincerely, Diddy's not relevant enough, man. He doesn't have enough sway with the current generation to push this type of narrative. He, he doesn't have it, man. Uh, and I think the one thing that was disturbing is anytime these affluent, rich, millionaire, billionaire black folks get on TV, start talking about a black agenda. Poor old broke ass Elgin is like, yo, our agenda is not the same, bro. No bullshit. (laughs) We don't have the same type of issues. We don't have the same type of, I'm in Corona, you know, battling this shit. You in the crib getting multi, you know what I mean? Massages and shit all damn day. Mm. Uh, And now you want to get on TV talking about a black agenda. And we, so many of us black people gravitate to that and, and hook, line, and sinker, we get bought in and, and reeled in because he's saying these catchy ass, woke ass catchphrases 
black agenda and all that type of shit, but none of that shit actually means anything unless he unpack. What is a black agenda? You're telling us that you I demand think that's what, I think Republicans that's what and Democrats yeah. to give us a black agenda. Diddy, woke, tell us what the black agenda is that they should be giving us. Yeah, no rallying on. Come on, bro. I, I, I can't. And I don't like Diddy. I think Diddy is a ultimate cornball and one of the- Too many shiny suits for you? Shimmying and all that other shit, dude? I, I just didn't like that. I don't like when I see black celebrities in our greatest time of peril getting on these platforms with Naomi fucking Campbell talking about how you need to have a black agenda to, you know, fuck, come on, bro. And, and, and Travis, homie, honestly, it is our responsibility to partake in the political process. And that's not just simply pressing a button or pulling a lever. It's being educated on the process, who we're voting for. And it is bigger than simply getting Trump out of office. Oh, it's a lot it more is than that. so much bigger than that, family. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I dig what you're saying. But again, fuck Diddy. Yeah. Go ahead, Phil. Yeah, I found what uh, Mr. Combs said to be a pretentious and self-serving statement, in my opinion. Um you know his uh his relevance in current culture um is uh greatly diminished i mean he may be getting we may he may very well maybe be one of the most wealthy black men in the states um but his cachet in terms of popular culture um while there is name recognition um the the way behind his statements um it just isn't there especially when you know don't talk about having a black agenda when you don't have one either I think that's part of the problem, though. So, 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 as long as you are still breaking bread with white partners who are getting seventy-five percent of your profits, don't Uh-oh. say shit about a black agenda, brother. I'm Uh-oh. sorry. Until you, until you break those contracts, go indie, or go into business with, the, with those dudes in uh, in, in Africa, and uh, please. Someone pee, take, someone take some time to think, take some today. time to take some time to, to think shit through. You know what I'm saying? Really, I, mean, we, I mean, think about why you think a commercial, you think a commercial didn't sound with you, nigga. Is that the commercial? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Mesa. Uh, uh, that's why I was like, hold up. He sound like Angry Ass Mace. Sodium level extra high tonight, but... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> nah, I mean, you know, no bullshit. No, I mean, but I think that is the largest part of the problem. I don't really think that there's anything wrong with the, yeah, but I so, guess on the surface level with what okay. he said, right? I think that we as a voting block should be requiring, asking for more for our vote. We see other communities do this on a regular basis, right? So on the... On the surface, I don't have any problem with it. I think the the biggest issue is the fact that this is coming from one, like you guys have already said, somebody that doesn't have an agenda in mind or hasn't been able to after four, let's even give them the benefit of the doubt. The past four years since Trump has been in office has never been able to articulate what the black agenda actually is. Then secondly, you think about this is the same dude that was doing the rock the vote how many years ago? Oh, oh what was it? Oh, four, oh, six, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you find out that he wasn't even registered to vote man, in the first place. Yeah, but we're selling oh, t-shirts, selling that merchandise, was, that was, doing all sorts of shit. Come on, man. Man. Hold that on. was a, that oh, was a oh, promo oh, run. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold that on. was a promo Cause, run. Because this is important. Um, you can be a hypocrite and still make an impact. So let's not, let's not, and I'm not talking about 04. I'm talking about like before that. I remember when I was in college, um, we did like a march to our local 
county courthouse or whatever because sure, sure. they tried to stop us from voting and things like that. And we had all the rock the vote signs, right? So I want to yeah. make sure I want to make sure we're not we're not conflating um, Diddy's legacy, right, with his cachet now. They're not the same. They're not um, the same. No. Okay. They're not the same. Okay. His, so okay. he he made a good point. His social relevance has diminished, and Phil said this too, right? His social relevance has diminished. I don't, but I'm not going to let that like cast a bad light on what he did in the past. It is stupid that he wasn't registered to vote. That's how. Um, but the but the problem I have with what he said is that uh, the quote black agenda is so different, man. We go around saying that we are uh, not a monolith, right? We're not a monolithic race or society. And yet like we're supposed that. to have we're supposed to have a blanket uh, black one agenda. Size, one size fits all agenda. Yeah. yeah so some of us problem. some of us are making thirty thousand. Some of us are making half a million. Some of us are are in in a specific field that we know doesn't pay well because we we are passionate about that field. Yeah, and then yeah. some of us are in a job we hate because it just makes a lot of money. The black agenda, as far as I can tell. Is really based on healthcare, right, or something along that. Oh, something that's a little more sure. universal. And so, when you tell people you got to have a baseline, uh, a black agenda or a Hispanic agenda or whatever, you got to be real careful when people start throwing that stuff out there because it is not that simple to say what an agenda is for people. When you know Carlton Banks once said, "We're running the same race. Why are you tripping me up?" Yeah. Okay, fine. But but at the same time, it's like, bro. We might be running the same race, but some of us are running in different times and different places. Right? But so that's the whole thing. That's why I said if he was on. never, he's never been able to fully articulate what. Well, the, then we could have this well, debate on whether or not he's right. You know, or well, you know what? No, you know, some pieces here and you know, there. You know what I, I'm saying? I, I, you know, I, I think yeah. I, I think he does. I don't think he. I don't think he wants to articulate exactly, exactly. Because because you know, doing it this way makes it easy for him to you know, dip and dive around the around the issue. And to if dump he the said, real issues, if he, yeah. If he said, if he stood up and said specifically. I want free education for black and brown children. You can't say from ki- from kindergarten to to, <laughs> Why to, to, to through high school. He can, said that he specifically. Can't, he can't and say be a whole, it, he, but, he, but but he can't do that. It will make him a no. target on so many levels yeah. that he's too afraid to deal with. Well, he'd also, have, he'd also have to do research. He'd have to think about that's it. That's the biggest He'd thing. have to think about the shit. I mean, no disrespect. No, no disrespect, you just, he said no disrespect, and then you just disrespected no, no, the thing. No, no, <laughs> no disrespect. This is really important. I'm not a racist, but you know what I'm saying? For the listeners, this is important. If you're going to come out there and you're going to make definitive statements like what Phil said about Diddy, Diddy's uh, stance, you got to have numbers, man, to back this stuff up, right? That's why I was warned in support. That's a why clear support. She faded. Elizabeth Warren had great ideas. Elizabeth Warren had great ideas, but she sort of faded down the end to Bernie because Bernie was just louder in his numbers uh, on stage. They seemed like they made sense. Nobody wanted to go look at Elizabeth Warren's written plan, right? So Diddy has to be able to articulate this stuff. And Flightsville said he does not want to. That is not what he's here for. He's sound by guy. Exactly. So, it, but it's easy for him to say these key cliche woke phrases yeah. at this time to get riled up when black folks are suffering. This is the epitome of some old cheating ass, cheat ass manipulation. It's nothing more than trying to get black people in an emotional frenzy because they know that this is one of those issues. Democrat, 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 vote, 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 vote. Come on. Okay, man. okay, hold on, slow down. Let's let's back let's back it up real quick, okay? Are we saying because I want to make sure that we got we're all on the record here. Are we saying that he doesn't have any validity in his point? 
that black people should not be asking more for their vote. I'm asking you so we can be clear about it. No, Are no, we I'm saying that I'm we should saying, not be asking see, more? This is the part that, at his that face, I, at his I face. don't think we need to give him that benefit of the doubt by saying what he's trying to say. It's okay for you to have a bit or smidgen of truth. A broke clock is right twice a twice day. A day yeah. So this, this, because he had some ounce of truth in there, doesn't mean that his overall argument wasn't bullshit. Mm. Mm. I think the, the part that gets me though is that I mean I I I won't say I feel where he did he's coming from because I like you like we've already stated he's he's a bullshit salesman and he knows what he's doing right but I what I don't like is the continual the blame of black people during the every election cycle and this is what I mean by that whenever things seem to be kind of iffy it's always okay are the blacks coming out to vote this time around? Oh yeah, it's gonna be who are the up. who are the blacks oh, yeah. really interested in? Because oh, they're yeah. the ones that matter. And then oh, yeah. even though black people come out and vote Democrat at a clip of almost ninety five percent in their totality, right? Mm -hmm. Somehow, some way, at the end of the election cycle, they find a way to blame black people for X, Y, and Z candidate not pulling it off and winning their their uh their desired seat. Sure. For me, I'm just tired of black people being the ones that have to save white people from their own foolishness. That's just my own personal opinion. But at the yeah, same I, time, I, I, we're I always we're a minority. That's what, even at a clip of 13%, we're not saving anybody, man. I, I thought we were the minority. And maybe I'm, maybe it's maybe my math. <laughs> like, why, why does I, my math matter? But out of that 13%, not all 13% are eligible to, or able to. That's very So you, you might right as well break that, that 13% down to what? I mean, and, and again, it's because we are in such a dire, some of us are in such a dire, oppressive position that voting is seen and viewed for so many generations as our only opportunity to voice our concerns with hope that actual change is going to take place. So what would you say to Travis in this point? Would you say that he should just go ahead and vote Democrat and call it a day? No, I would say for him to get involved in the political process, not just vote party, but if he decides to vote Democrat, if he decides to vote Republican, purely his choice. My advice to Travis is, bruh, you have a couple of months to get educated to on get the right. process yeah, to get right. and get involved. Yeah. There's no excuses not to participate. I, mean, I dig everybody's, you know, sticking their ass about not wanting Trump in office. I dig it, but yeah. it's bigger. Yeah, and I would say um, there's a friend that we all have, not Jesus, but Google, right? Just Google who's up for election in your district and your counties and your state and all that. A quick Google search, man. Print out a cheat sheet, take it to the polls with you, right? If you got to do that. Um, there is no shame in not, not knowing the candidates and their choices and their stances. The shame is in, uh, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I post memes and funny stuff, that stuff that's funny to me all day. It would be tragic if I was doing that all the time and could not tell you who I was voting for in November, right? So just take a moment, Travis, and find out who's running. Find out who you're If you want to vote straight ticket, that's fine, do that. Yeah. I don't think you should, but if you want to yeah. do that, and, and if that if that exercises your right to, to vote in, in the manner you see fit, then you've done what you're supposed to do, okay? But don't listen to Diddy. Um, he's an idiot. And I would say don't listen to other celebrities who might have a little more intellectual cachet as well. Do what it is you believe is better for you. And just because you're Black doesn't mean 
that the person you vote for is the same person I'm going to vote for. I'm out here living in West Palm. You might be living somewhere else, man. We might have two different um, uh, political realities. Now, we might have the same race that we're running, right? We both go into Walmart or, or a high-end store and we get followed. But as far as what's happening in our local uh, area, it might be completely different factors. So make sure you take a moment to get educated, my brother, and then um, and then do your thing after that. But don't listen to Diddy. He don't even make good liquor. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> I think it is a very interesting conversation overall because it always boils, it seems like it boils down to this debate on whether or not you should, as a black person, just vote Democrat or if you should vote your your best interests, whatever those best interests may be. Because if you hear a lot of people, I'll, I'll put it this way. I know I have a lot of friends that are conservatives, right? Conservative black folks. And they're upset, riled up, angered, whatever you want to call it, that black people are up in arms and that their primary focus for voting in this election cycle is simply to get Trump out. Mind you, we have white people, well, excuse me, I won't say white people, but we do have many voters in our electorate that are single issue voters. That only vote because oh, they're pro-life or whatever. Only vote because they're white gun people. rights folks. I won't say because there's, oh. there's some, there's, there's some, no, 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 no. I'm not, you think I'm riding the fence. It's not about riding the fence. There are some colored folks in that mix too. I, I know them, you know them for that matter. So I'm just saying it's, they're there. That's why I said it's a very interesting conversation to have because if it's based on just your own personal interests, I mean, can you fault? I know I sound crazy. But can you fault someone saying, okay, my best interest is to align myself with Trump at this point, financially or whatever the case, whatever it is that interests you or pulls you in that direction? But, th but that's difficult because aligning with Trump and then aligning, aligning with conservative principles might not be the same thing, I, right? Exactly. So it's right. kind of, you got you to be real careful when you say that. I mean, if, if I voted in a manner that uh, was beneficial to me, <laughs> I would vote more conservatively, right? I just feel like if I vote conservatively, I'm doing a bunch of other people wrong. So I vote what's best for I vote what's best for people who look like me, right? But Understood. I don't support Trump at all. But I mean, like if conservatives want to let me keep more money in my pocket, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I just don't money money is just not the ultimate concern to me. You see what I'm saying? I get you. I get you. I get you. All right, Travis, thank you for writing in, and we really appreciate you taking the time to write out. And if you want to get your comments and let us share it on the show as well, you can send us a message on our Facebook page, or you can send us an email to intheblackpodcast at gmail.com. L, uh, why don't you go ahead and start it off for us, my guy? Man, uh, <clears throat> this topic is, is heavy. We have been hitting it here a lot lately because it's affecting all of us. Uh, and it's COVID-19. This week, uh, Ibram X. Kendi, uh, director of anti-research at American University, author, also an author of two books, Stamped in the Beginning, and I can't remember the second one. Uh, well, he put an article out on The Atlantic, and the title of the article was Stop Blaming Black People for Dying of Coronavirus. Uh, provocative title. A title that immediately draws people in right away and in the beginning of the the article he begins to give a bunch of statistics to form his argument and some of the statistics that he got gave were uh very very disturbing and disheartening uh 
and it made me feel a sense of hopelessness because of what so many Black people are dealing with right now. Uh, here's one step. In Louisiana, more than 70% of the people who have died from COVID-19 were Black. More than twice their 32% share of the state's population. In New York, Black folk make up 9% of the population and 17% of the deaths. Nearly 1,500 hospitalizations across 14 states found that Black people made up a third of the hospitalizations. Now think about this for a minute. On as early as, or rather as late as April 1st, there was no racial demographics out there about no data stating you know, across racial lines, who was dying from COVID. Yeah, most impacted communities, yeah. There, there was no data. As, as late as April 1st, there was no data. Now, all of a sudden, there's tons of data out there, and we're seeing that it is us, Black folk who are largely affected by this, who are largely being hospitalized, who are largely dying, who are largely the non-essential or the essential workers rather, who are going to work. We are the ones who are being more impacted by COVID-19 than anyone else across the United States. Now, the title of the, the piece is Stop Blaming Black People for Dying of Coronavirus is because there's so many discussions taking place where pre-existing conditions are coming into the discussion. And in those pre-existing conditions, things such as high blood pressure, obesity, hypertension, heart things yeah. are coming into the conversation. And in that conversation, it's almost as if the people who are bringing these things up, such as myself included, I've brought these things up in conversations, asking questions about this. It's as if we are somehow uh, victim blaming. And I believe that there's some people who are doing just that. It's a way of deflecting from the root issue, which of course I believe is systemic racism, AKA white supremacy. I believe that's the underlying root to this, uh, the disparities, the racial disparities we see in the healthcare system when it comes to black people specifically. I believe that's the root. But there's a part of me, and I'm going to be done here, that I have to ask the question, in spite of these obstacles, these, these structures, these institutional systematic things that are in front of us, what can we do as a people, in spite of those things, to negate and fight against these pre-existing conditions? Because some of these things, these pre-existing conditions, there seems to be a level of control on our part. Now, I understand, I know food deserts and I all know all those things, but there are some things that I believe we can do differently. You sounding like Van Jones right now, my guy. Exactly, but I, I know, I know it's, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's rough because immediately when you start talking about what black folks can do. You old flip-flopping black ass money. Exactly. Now, you know, instead of that one comment from Karen, I would get one from Moesha saying that I'm a cool. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, so now, yeah. I'm gonna throw it out there. So, so let's talk about this, man. Go uh, ahead, Crush. Let Crush go ahead and kick it off, man. I mean, you know, what can we do? 
I mean, realistically speaking, in the midst of this pandemic, you know, I suppose it would have to be, you know, for one, stop, you know, I, it'd be hard to do, but to, to stop being defensive about this and being honest with ourselves about the, about, about the issues that, you know, we've uh, developed in this country, in this environment. Uh, you know, from there, I, you know, how we address our own health issues, uh, it would have to start on a, on a family level. It would have to start with a, a sense of a, uh, imparting a, a new set of values, which would be so difficult right now. But, um, I mean, this uh, sounds like a tall order, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, where to begin in the midst of all this? I mean, these these are changes that we'd have to only plant seeds for. Damn, the kind of changes that we have to make in schools, uh, in local hospitals and clinics, uh, with our local with our local politicians, in terms of uh, what they focus on, in terms of public health, um, the kind of things we vote for in our local elections, I suppose. Um, but I mean, these, these are all things that will require uh, a scale of time. And, uh, and and certainly conflict that I can only hope we're ready for. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, V. I don't have anything additional to add to what I said. I mean, it was honestly, it was perfect. Right? I, I don't know. Because, man, we got to be real careful when we do this kind of stuff, right? About, uh, we got to be really careful about making sure we're not blaming blaming our people right um i don't want to be that guy so i agree with what phil said right there is a level of personal responsibility for sure um but 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 everybody can't shop at whole foods right everybody can't shop at Facts. certain types of places man if you gotta if you look if you gotta eat to live and the place where you can go to eat where you have transportation to get to unfortunately only serves a certain type of food and that's all you eat and then you develop some stuff okay i i'm just I'm not going to blame you for that. I, I, you could probably eat better, but I, I, I feel gross blaming you yeah, for that, right? I, I just don't. But, but, but I think Phil is right too. We gotta, we gotta have some of these tough conversations, right? Because um, if you are in maybe like our positions, our respective positions, bruh, like I'm sitting here right now drinking. Is that bad? I don't know. But I ran three miles this morning. So I feel like I'm gonna risk. It. Hey, you had to say that. You had to put that extra shit in. Look, I gotta risk it. You gotta put that extra shit in. Because on the one hand, I agree. I really do strongly agree with Phil about what he said. It's important, man. Like my my wife is the reason I eat better. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I like vegetables. I don't. She makes them. She tells me to eat them. I shut up and I eat them. And, and that's what God, it is. Damn, right? I'm the same. That's what it is. So, <laughs> we're all in the same guy. We're all the same. <laughs> like when I first started dating her, she made me a salad one night, and I was like, "What is this?" I didn't even know the I didn't know the word for what she made. <laughs> like, where is the chicken? So, I don't understand. Yeah, right. So where's the chicken? I was like, "Why is it green? Where's the meat?" And so um, <laughs> I think that I think that it is important that we change some of our own stuff, especially if you got kids, man. If you got kids, you are directly impacting what it is they will grow up to eat. And, and yeah, to me, yeah. that is where, that's where Phil's statement to me hits the hardest. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I make my kids. Hmm? But that's where, the, that's where the struggle, I think, part and parcel comes into this whole equation, right? Because some of these life choices and these dietary choices, like you said, start when we're children. Yeah, which We were yeah. talking about in our last episode how... COVID and the closing of schools has impacted many communities, mm -hmm. un impoverished communities so hard because, give an example, 
my my county here where I live in, still the most affluent county for black people in the United States, but also has the the highest number of children on free or reduced lunch. Really? Almost 60% of the kids in school between elementary school to high school are on free or reduced lunch. Does that mean that the affluent does that mean that the level of affluence of the black people is not high? It just means that it's the most affluent, but is it low? You know what I mean? The only thing yeah. I can say is that there might not be as much. Um, well, because a lot of the affluent people, they're not sending their kids to public school. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. You okay. See what I'm saying? Right, PG yeah, County, yeah. PG County really, really, really wanted the affluent black people here. And some okay. came. They've been here for a and, long time, but they're but not. But then they're a, not lot, about, a lot rolled, some rolled out. They're not mingling. It. They're not right. mingling. But in, in any event, so you have that 60%, right? What yeah. is the What food are they eating in the meantime and in between time? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what are they able to get their hands on? And you, can you fault a family, a father, a mother who's trying to provide, but only has access to certain things at that point and it, what they can honestly afford and you're feeding your kids. So then the kid grows up and they say, this is, this is what this I want to eat. Know. This yeah. is what we eat. Then we yeah. have and, to, it's, then we, and it's cyclical. You know what I'm saying? To, we have to invest in our, we have to invest in our, you know, our, into our commercial environment. I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah, we have we have to flip this whole food desert thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, Not yeah, even just the food desert part, but how many how many hospitals have they closed? I can only speak for our state. I mean, I know Bowser's yeah. County. Of hospitals. Well, they're not full. They're not anyway. That's a whole different conversation. I know, but they're I not know, I know. full operational hospitals. But when you yeah. have things like that, and you're maybe an hour and some change from the closest hospital, and you can't necessarily afford to go to urgent care or whatever the case may be, yeah, like sure. there's a lot of instances like that in the black community. I'm not yeah. saying we should victim blame, and I'm also not saying that we don't have culpability. What I'm saying is that the answer to this question is a lot more nuanced than what we're giving giving attention to at this point because it seems like they just want to put put everything on black folks and be like you see yeah because you've been drinking yeah. all the kool-aid but, but i see the, the, I see the exact opposite taking place but, too though i see what you mean you've seen the exact, exact, exact opposite where it is all white supremacy systemic racism's fault it's you know it is no discussion of black folks culpability understood or, and, and again the willingness to have this difficult ass conversation period like exactly. this yeah. is not an easy conversation not even a little none bit. of us want to come across as if we're saying black people are responsible for their own fucking death that's right. not the conversation we haven't well so so for me right for yeah. me specifically i would say i feel like i'm responsible for the shit i eat <laughs> Right, I, I do not want to put that on everybody else. Right. Um, that's the problem, and I'm not comfortable. Uh, and I, I know that's probably not a rule for the show where you're supposed to have an opinion. I'm not comfortable no, addressing address. That's yeah, true too. I'm not comfortable addressing those type of things if I don't have the stats to back up what I'm saying. I will say I agree with Phil's point though, which is uh, and and I guess uh, Sean's point. There is a level of culpability. Our, culturally, the food that we eat it doesn't seem healthy to me. Right, but I don't, but but I but I also know I'm just not gonna stop eating it. I, I grew up eating right. it. I can just yeah. I can just try to do some other mitigating factors to bring down some of the some of the damage. You know what I'm saying? Nah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fault this anymore. I mean, I mean, there there you know for for as big as this problem is, there's a void to be filled by some equivalent of Whole Foods for our communities. How do you put a Whole Foods in the hood? Not Whole Foods. Not Whole Foods. 
something altogether new. Farmer market, okay. markets, things like that. Something all new, well, specifically market. for the economical situation in that, in, in that neighborhood, in that community, especially that uh, constituency. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that, I mean, yeah, it would, it would have to, for me, it would have to, you know, just start, start dismantling the idea of, yeah. you know, lack of access to good food. That's, so that's, that's the problem. That. How do you bring stuff like that into communities where, Let's be one. Let's get your own crib. Let's get your own house. Get the schools involved. Get the schools involved. Get the little artists involved. You're not getting schools to get involved. They got enough shortfalls. Oh, they will. Oh, no, 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 no. They will. Trust me. They will. Oh, yeah, they will. You know why? You know why? Two magic words Michelle Obama. Why? They're understaffed. They're underbudgeted. And if you go to Whole Foods and get a cauliflower pizza, it's twenty dollars, bro. Ain't nobody gonna pay for that. But if there's a new equivalent, that's all breaking up on a, a, a contract that's half that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think unfortunately the equivalent is hot pockets, and those are not healthy. <laughs> and so it, I'm not saying that to be this is you never you never trust. Dudes from Texas that transplanted to Florida because they okay. feel fucking nice. See, see that, bro? You're gonna make me <laughs> you gonna scheme on you for Yankee thing here now? I got a scheme on you in real life for Yankee thing. Uh, in our group, brought up a good point. She says, folks try to start community gardens, but no one's yeah. exactly. I've heard, I've, heard, I've heard crazy shit around the community garden uh, shit. The, the, so the city big, saying some man. shit. Local like like people like yep, giant yeah, saying some, giant yeah. saying some shit, shop right saying some shit. Yeah, I'm like, what? They, cr- they, they yeah they stomp on that. Stuff. Oh, they don't like that. Yeah, they don't like you. Nah, you you take they, 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 they their money. Yeah, you take their money. Yeah, but 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 y'all are ten miles away. I got, yeah, I got to take okay. two buses to shop. Yeah, bro, it's, it's 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 not about that one dollar. It's about all the dollars. All those it's about all the dollars. Every dollar counts, especially right now. Every about every dollar counts. All right, might as well break that market. I wanted to take a break, but I think we're just going to jump into the next segment. Um, Is your bonnet dry? Listen, you are not going to throw. Right. You're not out. going to throw factual statements at me as though they're insults. Go, go, go get your wife to Listen, test, test, my the, wife, test the moisture. My wife likes to run her hand through hey, my hey, hair. Hey, I yeah, sleep with gloves. I don't know why you brought that into a conversation. Okay? With I don't know what I do. You know what? What's your wife's number? Let me call her real quick and tell you you're fucking acting up. Acting up again on the goddamn show. And she told me specifically she was going to keep you in line this week. I guess she not. She not. Yeah, let me go ahead and text her real quick. Motherfucker. Y'all like fun. V, I like that. go ahead, man. V, go ahead and kick it off, man. So when, uh, when Sean and the crew invited me on the show, they told me I had to find a topic. And I thought about it. And about a week ago, um, there was a show that premiered on Netflix called uh, Black AF, which you can you can guess what the AF is for. Um, it's presented or directed rather by Kenyon Barrett. So he's also the great mind that brought you Blackish, Grownish, Mixedish, and some other shows as well. All of this. And so the the show is it is an interesting concept. Basically it's supposed to be about his life, which is also what the other shows are also supposed to be about, strangely enough. So he's either narcissistic or he's a genius. I'm not sure which one it is. Man, um, <laughs> and he made five shows about his life that all run at the same time. Like all five shows are on at the same and time. And it's all working though. It's yeah. working well, for him though. So we'll get to that. So <laughs> this one, this one particularly is about uh, him and his, I guess his biracial wife. He has like six kids. 
They live in this fat ass crib, and it's basically him navigating uh, Hollywood as a writer, director, uh, creator, and the things that he goes through. So it is supposed to be based on his life. And so um, when I talked about this on Facebook to a lot of people that, that follow me, um, they were split down the middle. I had one group of friends who were saying it's funny as hell, it's this, it's that. I had another group of friends who I think they believe themselves to be smarter than they might be, who were saying, oh, he's not, you know, he's a narcissist and he Niggas doesn't like think. No, no, no. Hey, whoa, first of all, you ain't gonna ask Elgin, man. Hey, Elgin, 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 whoa, whoa. Elgin is still has always been in my family. Damn. What I'm is not going ever. on here? I'm just saying, I, am, hold on, hold on. I invited you in my house <laughs> to partake in our shenanigans. <laughs> but and the, you this so light skin ass nigga? But they are not gonna say Okay, I understand. I understand. You know what? You know what? What's what's your wife's number, real quick? Uh, very, oh, so, uh, also, yeah, I'm, about, I'm, a, wait, I'm wait, about wait. to snitch. I'm snitching oh, on everybody. Wait, 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 wait. I'm looking at I'm looking at Phil. He ain't got on a headband or a jacket, and I'm looking at Elsa. Elsa don't have on a headband or a sweatshirt or a jacket either. Everybody's dressed appropriately except for you. All right. <laughs> You should be on the next episode of Black as Fuck. That's what you, you know. You know and he would fit in perfectly. So, <laughs> so I wanted to, uh, I wanted to ask you guys if you've seen it. Did you have any thoughts about it? Uh, any commentary on as it relates to society? Is it art reflecting life for any of you? Or what did you think in general? Was it funny or not funny, etc.? Uh, for me, I actually enjoyed the show. I enjoyed it because it's weird and it reminds me of Curb Your Enthusiasm and uh, Misadventures of a, what is it, the Misadventures of a Weird or Awkward Black Girl and all those other things, right? It fit that mold. And I thought that it was funny because if you read, there's been several articles that have come out, op-ed pieces that have come out after the launch of uh, Black as Fuck, right? That it says that this is not necessarily his life this is the, what do you want to call it? A, um, this is satire, right? Yeah, it's just plain satire. It's just satire about his life. This is nothing like how he lives yeah, in, right. in the least bit. And I think that he took a very, a, a complete over-exaggeration. And I think that it works for him because it's something apparently that he's wanted to do for a very long time. If anything was a more, a more, a closer reflection of his life, he says, or people close to him have said mm. that it's closer to blackish yeah. than it is to black as fuck or whatever. Mm. But for me, I enjoy it. I like the show. I think it's very interesting. I like the young lady, um, a Quincy Jones uh, daughter, whatever her name is, the, yeah, his Rashida. wife. Yeah, I think that she's cool. I think that the kids are cool. I think the over the top way that they talk to each other in some aspects and just being very, everything is very, the histrionics of it all really just get to me. I, I like the show all together. I like even it's okay i mean i watched a couple of episodes man but i went into it uh after i read some of the think pieces on it and i think mm. that might have tainted my view yeah, on it, uh, early on but i tried to go into it with an open mind and i actually found myself laughing out loud at some parts of it and i think the part that makes me laugh the most is rashida jones i think she's hilarious yeah. uh when she was on the office, I thought she was brilliant. Uh, so for me, she's a, a crucial part of the show that makes me laugh. His dry humor, it's okay. Uh, but I think one thing is that I, I can't, I don't really connect with it. I'm not an affluent black dude in that environment. So I don't really connect to it on that level, mm -hmm. which is not necessarily important for me to remain watching it. 
but it's just like, eh, okay, if I watch it, I watch it, but I'm not going to make sure that I binge it. I watched four episodes so far. And it's like, okay, I may finish it, and I may yeah. not. Let me ask you a quick question for all of us that have watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. I have I know not that watched some, Curb Your Enthusiasm. You have, okay, nope. you have not either? Really? No. None of you guys? No. It doesn't, I, that doesn't fit you? No, no, I, no I, I watched that shit religiously. <laughs> okay, so for for us that have watched Curb Your Enthusiasm, do you think it's a matter of somebody has already done it and done it better? Well, I mean, I'm still watching the show, and like I didn't, I, I only heard most of the promos. I didn't read the iPad pieces, so I went into it cold with my wife, and we were both kind of like pleasantly surprised and a little perplexed, like, hmm, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, I. I I have an interest in the entertainment industry and I know a few people in it around it, stuff like that. And I think the show, this show in particular, definitely, <laughs> you know, it, it kind of gives you a little, a little peek, a little bit at, at what it, it's like to exist in this world as a black man who's aware that they're still black. Yeah. Right. And they're trying, they're trying, the and they're trying like. their best and they're yeah, trying yeah, their yeah, best yeah, not to forget yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that shit is hilarious in and, and of itself. That's the key to that me. That shit is that hilarious really in and of itself. You know what I'm saying? Storylines, like when his friend, his homie came by and his homie was trying to go through his mail and his homie's from the hood, that old tired <laughs> storyline that we see. I love that storyline because that's relevant. Yeah. It's still relevant. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's your life, nigga? Now, yeah, yeah, you the one looking through my mail, and I don't know. <laughs> what's, what's, what, now, what's interesting? It, 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 it's, it, it's hard for me to not to draw immediate parallels between this topic and our first topic. Okay, Who's, and I have to say, Mister Bur- <laughs> Kenya is, 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 is coming off way more sincere than Mister Combs with, yeah. way, with what he's trying to portray here. Because yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, those kids, good lord. That's what you get. On that first episode, when he gets in the car, <laughs> that's says, what you I, really get with black I lost it. Yeah. yeah Man, when he, yeah. because I understood what he was saying. It, it was like, God, I hate white people, man. You're yeah, so, yeah. Even yeah. with all that money, with all why, that money why, why and that nice house, you still got to hate some white people. Why yeah. do, why do you, <laughs> I mean, we're trying to get new white listeners on this. And you keep it. Every hey, he said it. I mean, Mr. Burr, Mr. Mr. Burr said it, Mr. Harris. Said but Elgin it. could have at least said he was quoting somebody. He didn't say yeah. that. Just, Come yeah. on, dog. Like, we're trying, to, we're trying to get ad dollars. What are uh, you doing? I think it was interesting. I will, I will finish, though. I do plan, I do plan to finish the first season. I want to see the rest. What did you guys think about all this hoopla because he didn't put any dark-skinned people in the show? There's a lot of noise I about that. Oh, he did that on purpose, man. He yeah, did that on purpose. I think, I think one, he did, he did that on purpose. It's supposed, to, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to mirror his family. Have you seen his family? His family is light as shit. Look, yeah, look, everything. They're lighter than Elgin. Look, 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 everything, look, all these reactions, all <laughs> these reactions. <laughs> look, I, I promise you, all these reactions we're seeing, he already had this shit on a storyboard. Yeah, exactly. He He's like, look, doubt it. when episode one drops and New York Times covers it, and Vogue does, puts me on the cover. This is what's going to happen on Twitter. Watch the same type of blowback with Mixedish. It was not yeah, exactly. this level, but I was on the storyboard. I was on the storyboard. That shit is horrible, bro. So look, so here's the thing. Um, Grownish is actually pretty funny, but it's just not for me. I'm, it's not I'm for me. It's not anything. Anything. But it's funny, though. Yeah. Like, if you're oh, 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 Stop, 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 stop. Grownish? What is that? That's Grownish is about... 
going to college. With the daughter, yeah. And it's actually, you know, it's what the really hell is good. mixed? It's what the really hell is mixed-ish? Mixed-ish is their it's been off on the mother. years of black it's rainbow. It's rainbow's it's, parents. It's rainbow growing up. Oh, yeah, right. And so, he wrote up. And, and Ken, Kenya is the mind behind all three of those. All, all the issues. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. let's let's back up for a second. Jonas I was under the Jonas impression. Was actually okay. Grownish was. I mean, I mean, there yeah. was some. I mean, in terms of a, you know, young black people in college, in it's, it's it written very, 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 well. very modern. Yeah, very, very modern. well. Yeah, very it's, modern. Like it's, like a, not, it's not. It's not. Um, save not saved by the bell. No, it's not it's different world. It's not different world. It's not different world. But 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 y'all but y'all Shahidi's influence. Yeah, that's why I can see it's in there. Like okay, she's a Muslim, and you know what I'm saying. And some of her influence is 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 in there. You can see it. Okay, yeah, it's in there. I was under the impression that uh, ABC Disney took took Kenya off of these projects altogether, which is why he ended so, up searching for money through Netflix. No, no, no. He didn't I, search. I, I don't want to insult him. Not search. searching, but you yeah, know. What they I mean. don't, don't, yeah, he didn't search. They offered, him, they offered him like a huge, massive yeah, deal. Yeah, they gave, they gave him like a, like a 10 project deal, right? Um, and this was the first of the projects to come through. So, uh, Grownish comes on Freeform, I believe, yeah, and uh, and then uh, Blackish ABC. and Mixedish come on the ABC. So King is doing fine. The the interesting thing I think about Black as Fuck is that, uh, and I'm I'm not even talking about it from a racial standpoint. No, I don't care. The show was terrible until like episode three or four, right? This, the show was, just, it was no, no like Black as Fuck. Black as Fuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On Netflix, it, was, bro, it was so bad until it got yeah. to like because it just like. It was random. It was random yeah. jokes in a in like a sea of nothingness, right? And then episode three, everything started to coalesce a little bit more. And then like that Tyler Perry scene. I don't know if y'all seen the Tyler Perry uh, episode yet. Nah, nah. yeah, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna finish it tonight. Yeah. Bro, the Tyler Perry episode is perfect because <laughs> it it accurately describes exactly why Kenya made the show. It also tells uh, okay. with a little bit of satire why Tyler Perry continues to make the same movies about niggas with dreadlocks every, every and shit on women. Time. He said specifically, I speak to a specific niche of people who continue yeah. to see my work and that's all I care about. That's it. That's the formula for him. Can't be mad at right? yeah. So Kenya, and I think the reason they put that scene in there is because Kenya Barris is doing the exact same thing. Now, yeah. what I've heard from some of my friends is that, oh, well, Kenya makes shows that are safe for white people and safe for non-black audiences. Even if we're to assume Kenya can, can, can does that? Yeah, like Blackish is not exactly like strongly pro back, right? It's just it's a family show that everybody can watch. They basically their 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 opinion. Uh, is, well, no, well, some there's, some, there's some validity. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There's some validity. Remember, they took the one episode off. They didn't even let it air. The right? oh, yeah. yeah, there was some fights right, right? behind the scenes on that show. Exactly. Right, and then um, the Asian show uh, was fresh off the boat. The boat. I'm still that was my joint right there too, man. I'm still the, about but, but the but the director of that show said ABC was trying to whitewash the show, right? Yeah, which is why. So, I love, yeah. so what a lot of criticism of Blackish and Grownish and all that stuff is, is that it is white friendly because you got to pull in those sponsorships and all well, that. Stuff. Our, our girl Carmen in the comments said uh, Tyler Perry hates black women. Let's argue. How? How? Wait, wait, wait. What's her, what's her name? What's her name? Carmen, Carmen. He, he, he to pay a lot of them. 
Carmen, I'm in camera too. On my computer. How does he hate y'all when we always come out looking bad in every single project that he does? From the hairdo to our behavior. The hairdo, makeup, production. And it's always pasty ass niggas like Elgin to come in and save it's the day after the dark skin dude like messing up. I told you, man. I, I letting you. I'm not letting you I'm, talk about Elgin you know, and when you're I'm, always the you're I'm always come, the I'm coming to Vernon. I'm coming to Florida, yeah. dog. It's gonna hey, be some trouble for you, my Tyler. <laughs> Tyler Perry has made a career out of making you look bad. All right, that, that's true. That's true. Okay, me, and so, my, me and my chocolate face brothers out there. No, but can we whatever. can we actually satisfy black people? Because it seems like black people are never. And I don't. I'm not no. using Carmen's comment no. as a segue, but, but that, like, it does seem like black people can not, never be it's satisfied. Not, it's not. It's not about satisfying black people. Thank you. What is it about? It's, it's about getting the shit out there. It's art, man. It's about getting the shit out there. And once it's out there, there's nothing black people can do about it. There's nothing white people can do about it. You just gotta absorb it, take it, or leave it. Okay, here's my here's my question to y'all. All three of y'all. Why do y'all do this podcast? One word. Because it's I make fun. them. Fun. Fun. What about you, Phil? Um, I got some shit to say with my brothers. Okay, and, and Sean? It's fun, yeah. Okay. The reason y'all do this art form is because it's fun and you have something to say to the masses, right? Sure. That's all Kiki cares about. It just so happens he gets paid a shit ton of money to do it. And we right? don't, so we bitter as shit. You're right. That's the, but that's the, <laughs> so, so, so when Sean is saying, when Sean is saying, hey, is it impossible to please black people? I'm not entirely sure that should be your motivation, right? Your motivation should be find your audience and then see if you can please them. Yeah, you please yeah. people. That's all, that's all Tyler does. Tyler's yeah. audience is single women who have been hurt by men. Send me the email comments. If you That's what I was about to say. You can send I, all your emails to Vernon Lanson. Single, <laughs> single black Vernon. women who have been hurt by men, and then he makes movies about it, and they keep watching them. What's the problem? I watch all the Fast and the Furious sisters. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch every single one. They can go to this space, nigga. Nigga. and I'm going to be in a the theater. If, when they go to Mars, in cars. I'm, I'm gonna be here. Yeah, I'm gonna be there watching that's the jokes. Because like, no that's, bullshit. that's I'm no there on bullshit. No bullshit. One <laughs> last ride. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, on that, and on that note. <laughs> All right, right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you could take with yourself into the week. So guess first, Vernon, what's up, man? Uh, so I hope I'm doing this right. But uh, I had an issue with uh, CNN for the last probably three weeks. Um, and I want, I, I'm a, I'm a, it'll, it might make you laugh, but I want it to be serious. So CNN's been doing these COVID-19 forms. One, they've done like six of them. And I don't understand why, because the information doesn't change, right? I mean, we don't know anything more except more people have unfortunately passed away. So why they think they need a COVID-19 form every week is beyond me. Sanjay Gupta's looking tired. Anderson Cooper looks like he's stressed out. Just stop having them. But more importantly to the staff, for some reason, <laughs> in one of the forums, they found it necessary to have Magic Johnson as an expert panelist. In another, one, in another one, they had Sean Diddy Combs, and we've already slandered Diddy enough on tonight. Let's just, let's just get back. Let's get back to Magic real quick. All right. So I'm trying to figure out how that uh, production meeting went when they said, hey, let's have this forum. All right, can we find a nigga with a virus? Yeah, I got Magic. I got Magic. I got Magic's number in my phone. He has AIDS. It's kind of the same. There's All right, a cool. black woman in charge of the vaccine team. This right. black woman in charge of the vaccine team. Burning. Come on, no, my no, guy. What the no, fuck, man? I am not worthy, no, brother. No, I am not no, worthy. Don't move. I'm coming back to you. I'm coming back to you. Thank so, you. 
So the intern that they hired, it was like, oh, there's a nigger with AIDS. He has a virus. It's kind of the same. And they were like, all right, cool, intern. Go see if you can get magic on the panel. So, so the intern went to Instagram or Twitter, and he somehow got linked up with magic. Nagled magic to bring. Like, all right. So they had, as an expert panelist on niggas with viruses, they had Magic Johnson. When to Phil's point, they could have had on the actual director of the AMA, the American Medical Association, she's oh, a black woman. They could have had on the director of the vaccine program. Yeah, they could have got Dr. Fauci. They could have got a whole list of people who actually have no. some relevant and knowledgeable aspects of the tournament. Other than, oh yeah, I got the AIDS and I take medication every day and I had a virus too and here's why you should take it seriously. That is a fucking shame. Excuse the language, man. It's a goddamn shame that of all of the intelligent black doctors out there, mm-hmm. they went and got the random dude who played in the NBA, who had AIDS. Jesus. And then they, and then they backdoored that with Ciroc salesman guy. Jesus Christ. And then, and then, and then, then you have Travis right in, and this is no disrespect to Travis, this is real. So they have AIDS guy, Ciroc guy, then Travis says, oh, well, should I take Ciroc guy seriously? You see how this is all coming against us, right? Right. I don't think there's a conspiracy, but I mean, come on, guys. Like, fellas, can we do this? Can we really have a talk? Can y'all talk about this on the next episode? Like, who are our authority figures, bro? Yeah. What the fuck, man? Bernie, yeah. you are incredible, That's, sir. Oh, what the fuck? That, 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 that is a serious issue. I asked Sean that right, exact question. That is a serious day. issue. I asked him that exact question. Who are our voices that we can actually fucking trust right now? Barry, where are you, Brock? Where are you? He's minding his blackity black business. Uh, he's thirst trapping out there with the beer, the great beer. Shut up, that's Photoshop, my guy. Don't do <laughs> nah, that shit, nigga. God damn. Whatever. Great beer, smile. Whatever, nigga. Go ahead, I'm L, done. man. What's I'm up, done. L? <laughs> man, listen, man. I hate fucking telephones, man. Uh, I hate telephones with the passion. That's because you're too much. I hate seeing rich people on TV asking poor people to send money in. That shit drives me up the wall, man. Particularly in this time with this COVID-19, to seeing all these rich people, wealthy people get on TV and asking people to send money in to help combat COVID. That shit bothers me, man. There's something predatory about that shit mm, that I just don't like. It. it rubs me the wrong way, and I hate seeing it. And I'm seeing it more and more, and there's something really wrong with that shit, man. Yeah, no bullshit. Phil, what's up, Mike? All right. Just want to end on a light note. Um, just want to found out that Netflix has officially revealed the release date for former First Lady Michelle Obama's upcoming documentary, which will be Wednesday, May 6th. And uh, the documentary is called Becoming, which will be a uh, on the history of Obama's life from uh, the memoir she released about a year or so ago, and a behind-the-scenes look at her experiences on her 34 city tour. Is Tyler Perry doing that? <laughs> That's slander. Okay, you will not do that. I've been on your side all night. You will not do that. You you just have no type of self control. Actually, what's interesting is this is this documentary See? is the first project oh. under the multi year deal that Michelle and, and President Barack, 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 Barack Obama signed with Netflix okay. back in two thousand eighteen. Okay. So they're getting the coin. Good. Yes, yes, they are. Not like they not like they were hurting for like they need the coin. Right, but it is what it is. Uh, what's up for me this week is the recent video by uh, Wale that dropped called Sue Me. Um, 
I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's a very impactful, I think it's a very impactful video. It reminds me a lot of a movie that came out in 95 with, um, with Harry Balafonte and uh, John Travolta called The White Man's Burden. It's essentially the reverse of our lives now, right? Uh, that white people are the, the dominant culture uh, excuse me, that black people are the dominant culture and white people are the minorities in the culture. And seeing these stresses and these factors through the lens of white men who are accosted by police, uh, have to sit in food lines and all of that stuff. So it's a very interesting, very, very interesting video. If you have an opportunity to watch it, go watch it. And not to mention Wale's a dude from the area. So always got to support our dudes from the area. So, all right, Vernon. I don't want to say thank you because you've been full of shenanigans tonight, but I'm going to thank you. I appreciate you coming on and kicking it with this man. Please tell the good folks where they can find you if they like to find you, man. Yeah, man, before I do that, I just want to send one more uh, lack of, uh, one more uh, respect credit to Phil uh, on the loss of his mother. And, uh, you know, man, like, I know we, we ain't terribly close, but if you need to release some anger or frustration or happiness or whatever, man, I'll slide to my number when the show is over. I, I can only imagine what you're going through. And so um, and so I'm, I'm here for you uh, from a distance if you need it. Uh, and then to everybody else. So we had a podcast uh, that we had to stop doing because it was just, it was, it was really too busy. Um, I was talking about this to the fellas before we got on the air. People always say in this comment about if you like what you do, it's not work. That's bullshit. Don't believe it. Um, you can like what you do and work really hard at it. Uh, but if you just want to laugh in these kind of trying times or if you if you um, are trying to uh, get through the day on a day by day basis, all I really want to do is make people smile. So you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram at IOPine11. Um, Sean, I tag Sean in a few memes and videos and stuff for a day. They're pretty ignorant. Uh, AKA Mr. Log Off O'Clock. AKA Log off Mr. O'clock. Give Me Your Damn Phone. <laughs> yeah, straight up. So Phil and, uh, Phil and Sean are familiar with the ignorance. Um, but I think that right now uh, I try to spread a little bit more laughter than, you know, fear and frustration and all that. So once we get back to normal, I'll go back to, you know, being a little more. that foolishness. Yeah, man. Yeah, but for right now, I'm just trying to laugh. So I want to thank you guys for letting me come on the show, man. It's always good to be amongst family. And um, it's good to be on a show where you can laugh and think seriously at the same time like this. So I appreciate it, brother. No doubt, man. You appreciate it. Oh, where can people find you if they'd like to find you, my dude? Yo, man, you can find me mainly on Twitter these days, at Elgin Bailey. No more, no more OnlyFans? Nah, man. I'm, okay. I'm hoses out there taking the bank. <laughs> Under, under, understood. Under, in other under, words, shit dried up. It, <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. It should be bad. open right now. Listen, like, what you talking about? Red oh, they got, they got, they got not bro. working, bro. I got to find something different. I need a new nick. He wouldn't save for him. He wouldn't save for him. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> man, where can people find you? They want to find you, man. On Instagram, <laughs> at the Orange Crust with a K or SB Methods. No yeah. doubt. Thank you, and thank you to everyone. I appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. No doubt, man. And I am big old Mr. In the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on IG at MR underscore In the Black. And I want to thank you guys once again for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. Remember, we want to hear from you. Help us continue these conversations by reaching us on our Facebook, Twitter, or IG page at In the Black PDCST. And as always, informed, intelligent, In, in the, the Black. Peace. Peace. This is, this is, I-
in the black podcast. In the black, bro. Hands down, one of the best podcasts I ever heard, though. I like y'all. what up? I read a black coffee, Bretchen. Listen, in the black podcast, think your lad is all facts. He don't like that, the fault fact. In the black podcast, don't talk trash. Switch fast if you ain't wrong, then you're whack. It forms intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate. This is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence. Rest in them, my excrement. In the black podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, black up he bro, man a specialist. No what the podcast broadcast, y'all mess with this. Like said they my cheat, who no dweed so effortless. I listen them, I learn, man, them listen them, I benefit. Reporting current event, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite, the scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, these are the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house or your tenement, listen to hear intelligence. Body filled with melanin power that's so ascending bright in the stars bringing some light back to the desolate in the black podcast that your land is all facts you don't like that the fall back in the black podcast they fucked up who looks like watch black up here chat me young flop in the black podcast that your land is all facts you don't like that the fall back in the black podcast we all lost the whole of them can none of them can come true like that though. <laughs> 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 <laughs>